0: CHGO White Sox post-game show coming to you live from Studio 8 of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. We've got the CHGO White Sox beat writer, Vinny Duber, uh, in the yellow shirt, waving to you. You can follow him at Vinnie Duber. He's our, again, CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, the man in the middle, Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at EchnerWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader being produced tonight by Stephen Nicholas, and you can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. Thanks for joining us as we continue towards the run
2: towards 100 losses. And the I like how Victor and Fred have switched. Victor has done it like the last two times, and Fred just lets him because it's a community. Well, and Teamwork. I guess
0: Fred yes. <laughs> is flipping because the White Sox won. Usually Fred's talking about the slow uh, tumbleweed to 100 losses, um, but now we are on the fun run to 62 wins. The White Sox secure a win tonight, 6-4. to four. A Brian Shaw save, savor it in. And uh, the White
2: Sox get their 54th win of the year. Thoughts? My thoughts is that Victor uh, points for bringing up Mo Sislak, too. New face of the Millennium. Um, this game was uh, boring, and I lost money. Well, I didn't lose money. I just did a no-sweat bet on uh, our, hey, great, grand. our great sponsors, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. On Wednesdays, no-sweat sweat bet, so I was like 962 or 935 to win uh, almost 2,000. Luis Robert Jr. home run away from winning all that money and us getting a lot of beers. But I get that money back, and I'll bet it tomorrow. Uh, I guess the White Sox aren't playing, so I'll – I guess I'll bet on that NFL game. They sell beers every day, though, Herb. I do. Yeah. Inches away from Luis Robert Jr. Yeah. I wish he was good at baseball.
0: Well, I mean, that (laughs) was inches away from a homer. Still was a double. It was his 34th double. Um, Now he's got 34 doubles and 35 home runs. He's all right. There's one person on the team that's all right. Might be him and Elvis Andrews. Um Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us. Make sure you're hitting the, the thumbs-up button. Uh, a little table of contents for you. Where's this journey going to go? Are we just going to meander? Probably. Um, but we're going to talk about the win. They could have lost six straight, but thankfully Brian Shaw has just enough grit, enough veteran toughness in that arm uh, to just pitch every single day and getting a save tonight in a White Sox uniform. Uh, very excited about that. Again, Sox win 6-4. four. am going to talk about Vinny's Latest article about the White Sox rotation, especially looking forward towards 2024. Talked a bit about it uh, with Dylan Cease pitching yesterday. But we got some comments today about Saturday with Michael Kopech possibly starting. Uh, we'll ask Vinny uh, what he thinks of Pedro pre pregame comments. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about Yon Mankata and Elvis Andrews. Maybe a little bit about uh, Andrew Vaughn because those three have been on fire. Maybe it's just Kansas City know kansas city well i mean it's a very lovely city maybe they're just excited to be in the what's the nickname city of fountains yeah city of fountains yeah Yeah, makes sense that's why they have the fountains that's why there you go (laughs) all right so uh, i mean is it just because the city of fountains makes everyone so happy
1: well, I, I think, as you're going to bring up, they've been, uh, uh, you know, this is a bit of a trend for these guys. They've been swinging a hot bat for a while now. You were you were giving us uh, the stats of both know uh, Moncada over the last, what, about two weeks or so, Elvis Andrews over the last month or so. Uh, believe it or not, there are some players on this White Sox team swinging some hot bats. Uh, two consecutive nights of both Vaughn and Moncada homering down there in uh, always, always steamy Kansas City, Missouri. So, uh you know, they, they're they doing some hitting. Of course, it's a little, it's a, it's a, it's a too little, a lot too late. Uh, but here, here the White Sox are doing a little bit of something. We talked about what the month of September is going to look like uh, and what it's going to mean for 2024. And you got some guys that are going to need to show that they can get the job done if there's going to be any confidence that this team can do the bounce back season that is going to be necessary next year, uh, Moncada and Vaughn. Corner infielders, they're not going anywhere, so to see them uh, heat up and and have some good health and some good results here down the stretch, that's as, as, about as much of a positive as you can ask for here at the end of this lost season.
2: And uh, Ellis was put in because of a late scratch for Tim Anderson, but as, Sean, you uh, calculated the stats since like August, August 1st, he's been hitting, and I've still and wanted him to be DFA'd more for, you know, there's no reason for him to be playing anymore Played some of the young players like uh, Lining Sosa, bring up Rodriguez, and let him play uh, when Tim is out. But in the times that he has gotten a chance to play for the White Sox this, this late in the season, it's been hitting. It's been hitting well. I think, what, a four-hit game today or three-hit game? Yeah, four, like four for five. Just a good, solid uh, at-bats and doing very well with the bat. So he's taking advantage, trying to get another contract. Hopefully, Chris Getz doesn't give it to him. <laughs> Do you think that Chris Getz gets, like, a beer shower for his first win as a general manager today? Do we think he's in Kansas City? Oh, he has to be. There's no way. Like, why wouldn't you travel with the team and have the enjoyment of – just being a general manager. I mean, didn't Rick do that all the time? I, not every road series, though. Oh no, yeah. I want to. He often often was on the road, but yeah. not always. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's the head baseball man, so yes, go and see what the team's Mr. doing baseball. in in, in public, Mr. and then you know toss over some tables when they don't play to your standard. And then today you go into the clubhouse like, hey guys, good win, and they just beer shower him to death because he's going back home to Kansas City, his beloved Kansas City. I don't. I don't think they gave him a beer no? shower. Okay. You think so? No. Okay. They probably don't even know who the guy is. Have
0: <laughs> <laughs> talked to Chris Getz yet? Have they given him a beer shower? Oscar Colas knows who he is.
1: I was going to say, there's he, a lot of these guys who very much know who
2: he yeah. is. He saw him in Birmingham last year for Project
1: Birmingham. Yeah,
0: yeah right. I mean, did any of these guys play with him? And Brian Shaw might have played with him at some point. No,
1: not, <laughs>
0: they ever cross paths? <laughs> Brian I mean, El- Elvis?
1: He's been playing probably. for
0: 15 years. Elvis, Andrew. Elvis, but no, because I Chris, mean, when was Chris Getz in Texas? No, he played he versus didn't not played with him, but oh, played, played against him. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely I played mean, against him. Then Brian Shaw definitely played against him. Probably struck him out all the time. Yeah. Oh, Getz's last year was 14. Yeah, and Brian Brian Shaw pitched in
1: Cleveland in 2013 and 2014. There you go. Cleveland, Kansas City, AL, old AL Central foes, Chris Getz and uh, Brian Shaw. God, those matchups. So
0: I got to go find those highlights. Uh, but it, it was a win tonight. It didn't seem like the cleanest start it felt like at any point they could have lost this game cut to Aaron Bummer giving up a home run cut to Tukey Toussaint uh, retrieving a ground ball and then throwing it into the outfield not where it was supposed to go Uh, cut to Tukey Toussaint delivering a pitch to home and Kyle Isbell just walking to second base Uh, the White Sox just do not know how to hold on any runners it's never a clean game
2: with the White Sox why they're
0: thirty-two games
2: I don't under five hundred? Have we declared one of these games as man? That was a offensive masterpiece, defensive masterpiece. Uh, everything was well on that game. I remember we tried to do that with the Cincinnati one, but you know Mike Kopet gave up four home runs in that game.
1: There's been there's been about two, maybe. I think there was that first Cub game. The first Cub game at Wrigley where Robert right, yeah. hit the game-winning home run. Oh, yeah, that, that one was that was pretty good. And Seven. the second, oh, and, one, and the
2: second one was turning into the it. The second too. one was about to be yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah those, think. yeah, those two. Yeah, those two. It's been a few and far between. Because
0: yeah. even like the the Gialito and combined like one hitter, I, I don't think they fielded well or something you know, yeah. or like they got like all of their runs in like one I, inning that i can
1: recall a, pedro grafal standing up there and telling us a couple times like oh finally an all-around good game for us kind of thing so i would say they've probably had two or three mm-hmm. four or five maybe this season now you're being generous mm-hmm. with four or five i maybe maybe two I, i'm not sure yeah. like i said I, I'm, I, but, I can recall two or three moments then and then that cub game we've been doing this for two seasons now is yeah. this our second
0: season yeah yep because I th- I, last year I think that was a whole bit that we were doing too. I think they've played over nearly what two? What's one sixty two? Almost three hundred plus, yeah, plus games. Three hundred plus games, and one, one of them have been like perfect. Uh, so I don't know. Well,
1: it's just that's baseball too. In a way. Hey, I mean, what, Dodgers, Dodgers Less got pumped up today, didn't they? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and, hey, uh, thanks, thank you. I'm going to read that Lance Lynn quote now because I've just been waiting, dying for it. Uh, this is from Bill Plunkett from uh, the Orange County Register. Uh, Lance Lynn on giving up 40 homers in a season. Go look up the Jason Hayward catch, too. That saved uh, the 41st home run uh, from going out He almost as gave well. up
1: four homers today? He almost gave up four homers today.
0: And none to Jake Berger, son of a bitch. And none to Jake Berger, none to Luis Ariz who – Also hits the hell out of uh, Lance Lynn, uh, giving him up to
2: Joey Wendell.
0: Yeah, and Jazz. Well, he's good. He's on MLB the show. But Lance Lynn on giving up forty homers in a season. I mean, once you go over thirty, who gives a shit? You're just trying to make pitches. Uh, And hey, uh, you know,
1: you know, same old Lance. Bad pitch selection, bad execution. Yeah, same old Lance. Um, There are so in doing research for the uh, the story that you alluded to earlier that I wrote today. Uh, mentioning Kopech and, and talking about Cease as well. Uh, Michael Kopech does not lead. Uh, he, he leads the majors in walks, or at least did earlier today, uh, but I believe ranks uh, eighth, tied for eighth in home runs coming into this evening's action. Uh, two of the uh, only seven people ahead of him started the year as his teammates, yeah. uh, Lance Lynn and Lucas Giolito.
2: And then the one guy today who started for the Royals is ahead of him too, and Jordan Lyles. Who right. I think is second. Overall in the league, and home runs given up. No, not at forty yet, though. No, White Maybe Sox couldn't take it too much point. advantage. I think he only got one off of them, right? The Vaughn home run. Yeah, Vaughn, and then
0: Robert yeah. missed by an inch, and you Goddamn missed a thousand beers by an inch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I the Lance stuff is just funny at this point. He would have broke if he stayed a White Sox. He would have broke the franchise record. Floyd Bannister had the most home runs in a season with thirty eight. So I mean, he gave up thirty eight. 39 and 40 tonight. Um, so just a banner day for Lance Lynn. Uh, I don't know. You look back at that trade deadline. Pretty good that they traded Lance Lynn. Pretty smart that they traded Lucas Giolito. People are upset about Jake Berger. But I I mean, they're pretty quick to write off Jake Eater. He's got at least like five years to at least make, try to make the major league team. I'll, I'll give him a chance. Um, you know, it just seems like the biggest Regret is not trading Aaron Bummer because, oh, man, he's been horrible.
2: Like, we were talking earlier, like, he's been bad, but he's been running into a little trouble because I think at the time his FIP wasn't close to his ERA. It was a lot lower. And then he just gave up home run after home run. I don't know how many it's been now. It's like four or five. Four in his last ten. It's been ridiculous. Like, that was the thing where Towns, like, at least don't give up home runs. And people are crushing him now. It's just been bad Aaron Bummer instead of bad luck Aaron Bummer when the ball's hit on the ground and the guys don't pick it up
0: 41 appearances uh before the trade deadline a 6.69 ERA a FIP of 2.38 but uh, he then pitched after the trade deadline. Uh, his FIP is now over six, um, and his ERA is well over six and a half. He's given up four Imagine, home runs. Finally, uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Um,
1: well, I mean, hey, we're we're gonna we have talked. We're going to talk. The focus, I think, this offseason is going to be on the starting rotation, right? But bullpen needs a lot of work too. Uh, I mean, Liam Hendricks is not going to pitch next year, whether he's uh, under contract or not, right? And then uh, all the guys they traded at the deadline. Graveman could have come back. Kelly could have come back. Middleton might have come back as, you know, or I think Middleton was probably going to free agency. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all those guys could have come back in some way or or another uh, to be back-end pieces for this team, whether you were happy with them or not. The experience and the ability to serve in the back-end like that. Now Santos is probably penciled in as the closer. He's in the middle of a rough stretch right now, though he was perfectly fine tonight. Uh, And then uh, uh, Bummer, who's probably the – Next guy on that depth chart, right? He'd be your setup man, so to speak, uh, is having a, a, a pretty bad season. So, I don't who's who's thrown out of this bullpen next year. It seems like they're trotting Lane Ramsey out every All day to try to be the next uh, the next setup guy. But uh, you need some. I think you need some more reliability back there. And I don't know if, where they're going to find it. Brian,
2: Brian Shaw. Shaw, yes, yeah. in well, well, Brian Shaw is likely not going to be on the team next year. Come on. Why are you don't put that evil on me, Vinny Duber. It would actually make sense to bring him back because it's relatively inexpensive. You wouldn't be paying him eight, nine million dollars. Yeah. Veteran minimum. Get right. Brian Shaw back here on this. Jordan Leisure. Give him AJ to Remove that tattoo. <laughs> Sorry. No, that tattoo's pimp, man. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> you could also
0: throw in Garrett Crochet. He's uh, starting a rehab down in uh, Birmingham. Uh, three up, three down, and thanks to White Sox Daily for uh, always posting clips. Uh, first batter, his first three fastballs were ninety-five. The rest were ninety-six. This was uh, a relief appearance. This was a relief appearance. Interesting. Uh, I, I in, in because he's the seventh I mean, inning
1: because he wants to be a starter. Yep. And and well, he hopes to be a starter. And guess what? The White Sox need starters. Mm-hmm. But again. If they do that, as we've talked about in the past, he's not going to be able to start the major league season as a major league starter. He would have to uh, spend significant time, you would imagine, getting stretched out in the minor leagues. So I don't know if you can depend on him as a starter. He probably remains too valuable as a reliever. But here's the thing. Guy's barely pitched here the the last year or so, the last two years, really. Um, What do you do? Is he your closer? Like, do you just throw him out there as as a really high-leverage guy right away, right off the bat, before you know – you know, if he's able to do it after a, a year plus off. I, I mean, know. they're
0: looking for Bummer to give, you know, multiple innings. We heard that. I mean, there's value in a multiple inning left-hander reliever. I mean. It's, sure, I but who's going
1: to who's gonna close out games for this team? Groot.
2: Mm, it's tough. And? I just hope that. <laughs> why do you
1: need two? Just a closer. Well, you, there are innings before the closer. If you're saving that's Garrett true. Crochet and Aaron Bummer to throw an inning and a half, it means they're not going to be available the next day. Yeah, so and very- we have
2: a starter that doesn't go five innings often, six at, at all. So we're going to need the bullpen next year when Michael Kopech starts. But also, with Chris Getz, I have very little faith in his you know job, to do his job next year. But I hope that he learned from Kenny Williams and Rick Hahn what not to do in the bullpen, signing these big-time contracts Big-time closer, I got you. Get get Liam Hendricks. But other than that, bring your guys like the Lane Ramseys of the world and have them pitch to their pitch lab, even if you believe it or not, but have them fail or, or succeed with people who are inexpensive. So you can spend your real money on more high-leverage people like the Liam Hendricks of the world, the starting pitchers of the world, instead of having – Twenty-four million dollars in the back end of your bullpen, right there, and there's like a gnat here to mess right. with me. Go
0: spend fifty more million dollars to be in the Brandon Nimmo market than Andrew Benatendi. Sorry, drink. Um, you know, it's just the guy. Like honestly, Mike Petriello of MLB is posting the the fielding run value. That's FRV for you at home. Ferv. Uh, we're not doing outs above average anymore. Ferv. Outs above average. It's, it's, OAA O-I is gone. You know, it's all it's all out. It's a it's a faux pas. Now, the new What
1: about uh DIRS? What about doctors? Defensive run unsaved. saved. Oh yeah. yeah. So Do we like doctors
0: or no? Well, no, that's like on a, a, a site that's still a, an http, you know. We're we're on the httpss. We're on the encryption websites, you know. We're You can't we're in the move new too age. fast, man. Just get one also and Also notice that it.
2: his
1: explanation for why we don't use the one acronym was just to answer me with more acronyms that I don't know what they stand for. Well, yeah. it's a,
0: it's, a, it's a, an encryption on the the website, Vin?
1: Hey, I don't know. hey, it's Herb to quote Homer Simpson.
2: Nerd. Beep up, 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 beep up, up, Uh, where
0: was I? Ferv. 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 Uh, but Kyle Schwarber's the worst defender by Ferv. Okay. Negative twenty, and then negative uh, twenty. Yeah. Third. In baseball. I don't know what scale that's on, but it doesn't sound good. Third in baseball <laughs> is Andrew Benatendi and negative fourteen. Third worst.
2: Third worst. Who's second? Wow. I don't know, no. uh, Casianos. Nope. I'm just gonna say his teammate. Keep naming people. Uh, let me go with since I mistaken him earlier. Kyle Isbell. No, not him. Uh, oh,
0: okay. Uh, it's he's on the Nationals. Oh, actually, I guess he, well he, he's tied for third. Tied for third, and there's a, a guy Brad Wilkerson. Uh, no, <laughs> K. Ruiz, Ruiz, uh, negative nineteen. Uh, and the then, the arcade game character. Uh, sure. And uh, then uh, Down the, uh, tied for uh, yeah, that's I don't maybe. Uh, I and mean, then tied for third is uh, Martin Maldonado and Andrew Benettendi. The point is though, you the know, catcher, wow,
1: yeah, not good. Uh, no, the um, guy who we were saying made sense for the Sox earlier this year. He is natural Sox. We got we just <laughs> got his buddy Corey Lee.
0: Yeah, we just got you know right. younger, better, faster, stronger Martin Maldonado, and his his name's Corey Lee. Um, but my point being, you know what they spent. I think less on Kyle Schwarber and he hits 42 home runs. Like, I mean, go get something that's guaranteed, go get something that is going to help your ball club. Like Frank Thomas is crying on the pregame. Okay. He wasn't crying. Um, but he's saying they're answering fan questions. And the, the, the woman was like, why do the white Sox strike out so much? And he's like, Oh, well now all the new age analytics are all worried about launch angle. And they're all worried about hitting home runs. and, uh, you know it's it's going away from the fundamentals and the technique and it's like well no because they do need to still work on launch angle because they lead the major league in ground ball right I mean they hit the ball in the dirt like every single at bat uh, they also were vying for the least amount of walks in modern day baseball since 900 no, since 1900 like they need to walk more and they need to elevate the ball the same stuff we were saying last year like I don't know. It's just it's frustrating because it doesn't seem like Chris Getz is going to be able to take this franchise forward because he's just
2: like the Pez dispenser of the White Sox organization. And this isn't necessarily a thing against Chris Getz. I don't think a top-notch general manager could turn this around in the time that they would want it to be turned around in 20 to 2024 because we just spoke about all the things that they need and then if they get all those things they still got to depend on the players on the field, and we'll get to Andrew Vaughn, Johan Mankata, et etc. But those guys are finally starting to hit in September where games don't count. Like, we need this earlier in the year and more consistently spread out through the six months. So, yes, uh, like a the most seasoned general manager that you could name probably would have a hard time getting this White Sox team back to the AL Central next year. And Chris Getz is, as I said, he's the mouse swallowing the cat. He doesn't know what he's doing. And that's because he hasn't done it before. Now he might just get lucky and just, you know, you know, have the the ignorance not to know what is wrong and what is right and do just good things. But it's gonna be hard for him to get this team right because Jerry's not going to be giving him all the money he needs to fix the starting rotation. And so, if we're not going to be fixing the starting rotation, that's going to be strike one. We saw what the starting rotation did this year when they were poor and when the White Sox were doing badly, the team just fell off the table. If you don't have a good base of the starting rotation, your team is going to be bad. Okay. And I just want to whiteboard this idea that from Alex because I think I confused people with the Pez
0: dispenser thing. I got it. Okay. Me yeah. too.
1: Right.
0: Like, you know, like you, you have a you have stack a of Pez. Pez. Yeah.
1: Rick and Kenny go Go out, out, and so the next one up is Chris. I understand.
0: Um, A lot of stuff we can build off from Herb, uh, the rotation. Will they have enough starting money to address the actual issues? And we can go into Vinny's article from today at com. You bring up Andrew Vaughn as well. Uh, We'll get to king of the game in a second. We'll take a quick break. Make sure you hit the thumbs-up button. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about this game. We'll talk about Vinny's article and the White Sox rotation in 2024, and we'll talk about the the guys turning it around and – If there is any hope out there for Yohan Moncada, Elvis Andrews in 2024 as a White Sox, or Andrew Vaughn. I want to let you know, though, about getting your ducks in a row because Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram is having their reopening in Fox Lake, their grand reopening in Fox Lake. Flock in September 9th and celebrate our Get Ducked event with free prizes and get your chance to win $1,000 plus during Jeep Adventure Days get employee pricing on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator modes. The grand reopening of Ray Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram in Fox Lake is only on September 9th, but our savings are all month long. So head over to their grand reopening on September 9th for their Get Ducked event. Go try to win $1,000 over at our friends at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake. Um, And they've been serving the community. Since 1963. So find new roads with our friends over at Rate CDJR. Also want to let you know about our friends over at Splash Sports. Tomorrow is time for the NFL to return. And Herb, I know you're itching to win money. Yep. You're, you're, you're itching to try to find an edge. You're itching for a reason to watch the Lions take on the Chiefs. Why not enter a contest? CHGO has weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor contests for everyone to participate in for real money. Head to sl- uh, SplashSports.com/CHGO. Link is in the description. And sign up, deposit cash, and get started. And it's just ten dollars to enter either CHGO's weekly. Pick X contests and CHGO Survivor contests. The more enter, the larger the prize. So go over to SplashSports.com CHGO and sign up. We'll be running weekly contests all year long, so make sure to keep that link handy. And if you want to run your own cost contest, if you're tired of being the conditioner on leagues, chasing people down with none of the reward, you could sign up to be a commissioner right through our link and earn money for the contest you're already running with your friends and family. So head to SplashSports.com CHGO to join in. We'll have a different contest coming out, so we're stoked to compete uh, uh, with and against you all. Uh, and be sure to click our link in the description below. Again, SplashSports.com
2: CHGO.
1: The Lions are playing in the season opening game. Yeah, because people
2: are hyped about the Lions. People, they are about the Lions. Oh people are hyped about the they're Lions. People are hyped about the. Lions. Is like, the ghost of Joey Harrington back? Yeah, they're, they're just favorite like, won the division. Yeah, people are just. I. They, it's like they you got the flashy thing from uh, Men in Black, and they just erased their whole Lions history. No, it's the Lions. The Lions are gonna Lions. Okay, but that's, that's whether happen.
1: people are hyped about them or not. Like, isn't there another team that is like act like people are.
2: They know they're good that could play the Chiefs? Not, I mean, not really. Who's good these days? The Bengals? The Bengals, but I don't know if they play. No, well, they wow. probably do they play could, them. They
1: could just have done Bengals lines. It could have been the John Kitten Bowl.
2: I know the Bears play the, the Chiefs, like, in week three. They could have been this uh, team that played the Chiefs on the ring night. But but they're the, they're, they were the
1: worst team in the league last
2: they're year. They're very, very excited about the Lions, and... I get it. They were nine and eight last year. Almost made the playoffs. Dan Campbell biting kneecaps and such. But the Lions—they're—they're they're always going to Lions. This whole damn thing. You know, when the last time they won a playoff game, Sean. Uh, you don't, because you weren't alive. You? I, I do. You weren't alive either. Vinny, were you alive? I 19- think so, barely. Yes. What was it? Nineteen ninety-one. I was one year old. And what wasn't uh, Scott Mitchell their quarterback? Yes. Yeah. I believe.
0: Come on. Or Eric Kramer, one of the two. Um, week 17, they play the Bengals, the Chiefs, so. To in uh, second to last game, yeah. okay. I mean, it's, it's New Year's Eve, so maybe that's why they, Bengals, Happy Chiefs. New Year! It's the Bengals <laughs> and the Chiefs. Um, anyways, go join our contest, folks. Um, yeah, how can you not be excited about Dan Campbell? I got their money line. Because I, I think they're going to win tomorrow. C- come on.
2: Because well, no Kelsey?
0: A, well, there's an early win oh, promo. Okay. oh, Oh, the seven points up? Yeah, okay. so, I mean, if they score the first touchdown, yeah, they could win.
2: Okay. And no, uh, Chris Jones either, for the Kansas City. I'm not going to act like I know the Chiefs injury report. He's not injured. I know Kelsey might not. He's holding. He's, out. He's holding out for big time money, like uh, Nick Bosa got today. This is this is turned to NFL. Yeah. Post game. Yeah, I, I
1: don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> you could be making up names. <laughs> no clue. Andrew. Andrew I've heard sucked, of Kelsey Tom. before. I know him. Packers always
0: suck. You, have you heard of Nick Bosa? He's Joey Bosa's brother. Right? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, you're fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, let's- <laughs> And all those
2: people, the Kumaros, the family, from Chicago. Oh, the kumaros. It's Bosa's dad. Uh, Bosa's dad is Bosa, and is, he married a Kumaro, his mom, and the Kumaros are from here. And some of them are connected. Good for them. Back in the day.
0: Um, all right. Let's go to our king of the game. Play, I just want to play the noise, honestly.
1: Presenting... Well, I didn't get the honk, so I'll have to go with the actual king of the game, Sir His Lordship Andrew Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> he scores. I like two runs. I like that you included two runs. I feel like runs scored. No one cares about that stat anymore. No, no but one it's a cares but it's a it. good That's how one. How you win? Huh? That's how you win? It is. You can't win. You can't win without the runs.
0: And you know who ca- you know who would care about runs scored? Steven.
1: Mr. Hustle. What's
0: Mr. Hustle. What's cr- that's how you win. You, know, you, well, run, you don't need to hustle to score a run.
1: You could be like Bobby Wood Jr. last night and just walk home from third base after the the balk. That's true. Yeah.
0: Uh Andrew Vaughn today. Three for four. The home run. Two RBIs and two
2: runs scored. Um do we like the pick or should Elvis Andrew have been the pick? Elvis Andrews? No, Andrew Vaughn, he got his career high in home runs. He keeps on adding to that career high. He's starting to sting the ball. And uh while Elvis hit the ball four times and got hit. When you hit the ball over the fence, you're going to be the guy, especially if you hit, got two other hits with it. A triple shot of the cycle today for Andrew Vaughn. I would love to see him do really? the cycle. Yeah, that's like Benji Molino. I mean, it's the perfect ballpark for him to try to do it, and too bad he won't be there until next year. Yeah, I uh, we, we did get a
0: follow from Andrew Vaughn's dad today on CHGO White Sox, um, and then he promptly unfollowed because I said that his son hustles really hard, but when even though he hustles – as much as he does, he hustles with all of his heart. He's got that TWTW. TW. He is slow as a turtle. I mean, I think that if you, I, I know that people were pointing out the stat cast numbers of Grandal's actual speed and Vaughn's actual speed. And I think Vaughn's like three feet per second faster than Grandal. But if you were paying Grandal and Vaughn like $100,000 to run to first base, I think Grandal beats him in a race.
1: That's, that's an interesting theory.
0: Very much. I, but, I don't know. I just I, I don't think Grandall ever has an incentive to to actually give it his full go. But also, I think if he had incentive did, to give, did you it his see full him try to score from second smart. base? <laughs> did you have you ever seen Vaughn run? I mean, look at the play that that, that we oh, saw. Today. Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. I see. Remember when he tried to slow.
2: score from second base? Yeah, and I wanted uh, Eddie Rodriguez fired immediately because he was out from here here to third base. But also add ten years to Andrew Vaughn; he's going to get slower. That's gonna get worse. Vaughn hasn't had
1: multiple leg and back surgeries that we know of, and I I, and he's still
2: slow as a
0: turtle. Hey, he's he's like Paul Konerko. If
2: Vaughn hits thirty home runs a year, which he won't, won't. this year, I don't care how fast he is. Well, so
0: AJ brings up if Vaughn makes it to twenty five homers, I'll feel slightly better about the the um, burger trade. Burger trade. I did want to look up. How many... Because, you know, it, it always has to come back to 2005. Um, 1999 was Paul Konerko's first year. He hit 24 homers. I mean, can Andrew Vaughn hit 24 homers this year?
2: This year, yeah. In 19... There's, what, 20-plus games left? He's been on fire lately? Yeah. I believe he can hit... Run into f- six more home runs. I mean, is there any
0: way he can salvage this? Last year, he was at a 750 OPS. Um, he hit 28 doubles, 17 homers... Uh, right now he's at 25 doubles – and well, I guess, no, 26 doubles and 19 homers. So, I mean, he's going to – obviously, he's going to probably hit 20 homers. I mean, you okay with a 30 and 25 season from Andrew Vaughn? Like, does it still feel like it's a sour year from him, even uh, though he's going to hit those milestones? It's kind of
2: like – you remember at the end of the year – I forgot who it was, uh, who pitched at the end of the year. It got hurt. It was a Davis Martin, his last start. And it blew up his ERA. Yes. And so if you look at the stats, like, man, Davis Martin had a sucky year. But we knew that Davis Martin had a pretty good year in his rookie year last year. That's what we'll feel with Andrew Vaughn if he gets to 25 and 30 doubles. You'll be like, oh, man, look at those. 25 home runs, 30 doubles? What are we complaining about? Andrew Vaughn's a good young player. Like, ah, we saw when they came. And it wasn't really in the games that the White Sox needed them to come. So... I'll know every White Sox fan that saw the games is like, yeah, he did get those numbers and achieved them, but he got them at the end of the year, type of like an Albert Bell type of thing back in uh, 1998 when he was just stacking up home runs at the games where the White Sox I mean, were way out of it.
0: But that's something that we wanted to see from him because we saw in 2021 he hit that Mark at August fifteenth or whatever. It seems I think he had the diving play in the outfield in that Inky series, and it seems like it zapped his power. We saw last year too, the end of the season that it zapped his power. Be great if he finished with you know six homers in the month of September and showed some pop. Um, Good point. Alex mentions that Vaughn needs to get the slug up at least ISO numbers when you subtract batting average uh, from slug. Uh, right now, Vaughn has a 179, so last year it was 158. So, I mean, he's above got... It's above average. About, it's up 20 points. I mean, I don't know if he's using a lighter bat. I think someone commented that yesterday. Um, I know that we hold Vaughn to higher standards, but, I mean, he, he's, a, he's been clear that he's a core. I mean, we heard Jerry Reinsdorf yeah. talk about the core and um, them trading away Burger. It seems like it's obviously going to be Jimenez, Robert... Vaughn Moncada, at least next year as the core. I think the interesting thing is Tim Anderson. I mean, he was scratched today, was leading off. Um, but I mean Elvis is now hitting three seventy seven since so August. Um, Tim still can't find his power. I mean, would you rather pay Tim Anderson twelve million dollars or fourteen. Fourteen million dollars and yes, maybe decline that option and then pay Elvis Andres to be your shortstop?
2: No. 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 What
0: about Assange should be your, your second baseman? No. And that, then, well, they did then, that already. And then Colson
2: Montgomery is your your shortstop.
1: Well, Colson Montgomery's not going to be ready to be the just shortstop. Just throwing out stuff. <laughs> I got you. No.
2: I mean, the second the White Sox decline that offer, somebody's going to pick him up for a very inexpensive deal, and he's going to explode. Like I would love to have him next year in his walk year where he's dedicated to just playing baseball and clearing his head from this year. If he sucks and he's not as good next year, wipe your hands and say, Tim, it's been real, man. Go ahead and check out free agency. But as soon as he gets DFA'd or not tendered an offer by the White Sox, if it happens this year, it's over. He's gonna be a good player and I'm gonna be pissed that the White Sox didn't give him $14 million for one year in the market of shortstops. That's a steal right now, even though Tim Anderson's not good right now. I feel a bounce back coming back next year. Every bet that Chris gets is going to
1: make this offseason is going to be a risky one, right? Whether it's the bet to stick with a guy or the bet to go get somebody else, they don't have a lot of certainty really anywhere on the roster with the exception of Luis Robert Jr. Uh, That, though, is a bet where the upside, the Tim Anderson bet, is an upside where, like Herb just said, if they bet $14 million on Tim Anderson to be Tim Anderson – and they get Tim Anderson, it is still a relative bargain to what that would cost, that what that kind of production from that kind of position would cost them if they got it any other way. I, I I understand Colson Montgomery's on the way, but he's not gonna be here next year. Tim Anderson, you just keep him, not only are you just bridging that position, right? If you're like if you've made up your mind and you said Colson Montgomery, opening day 2025, we've got your we've got your seat waiting for you. Tim Anderson could go out and hit three three thirty for you next year, and he could do it at a price that would would not would be much less than what you were paying for that on the open market.
0: They were early to bring Andrew Vaughn up. They were possibly a little early to bring Oscar Colas
1: up. Andrew Andrew Vaughn was a college player, the the, the best bat right. in college. Oscar Kolas played professionally in Japan. Colson Montgomery they got out of high school,
0: and he's good point. Got he's. A, 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 OBP above four hundred, but plays you would, his sure. position well. But my
1: point being is that I think that there's, I think, their expectation is different from what it was with Vaughn. they drafted Vaughn and they said we're going to see you in in two years. You yeah. know, just, yeah, the that's bats. Not ready. me quoting anybody. Yeah, I'm just ready. saying, yeah. like your you just showed in the Pac-12 batting the way you you batted that we're going to see you in two years. And I think Colas, the expectation was the same way from everybody. I mean, everybody had that expectation yep. that. Uh, inside or outside the organization that this guy is, is more advanced than your regular prospect. They took Colson Montgomery out of high school, and it doesn't mean he's not uh, worthy of the ranking that he's at right now. He absolutely is. He's been very, he's been very productive, and he's been um, extraordinarily reviewed by everybody that goes there down to watch him. But he was drafted as a teenager, and I think that you've got the expectation is that you're not going to be like, all right, you better get ready because year after next you're going to be the shortstop. They've got Tim. Ander- they can keep Tim Anderson around next year. It might, it might not win them the division, but it would do the job of having a uh, player with a uh, with a positive track record of production at the major league level, and it would fill that gap with somebody that's not just a warm body until Montgomery
2: is ready the next the next season. And the point you brought up, Sean, about bringing up Andrew Vaughn early, bringing up Oscar Colas early, I hope they would learn from that that those were rushed and I'll put those in quotes because Andrew Vaughn had the full year somewhere else in in Schaumburg with with well, in 2020s whatever you say about that he was ready to play Even, well he
0: was forced into a position yeah. I don't know if
2: he was rushed to the level yeah and so they would say okay we've seen these two guys and they've had struggles early when they got brought up and maybe they found water and maybe Andrew Vaughn's finding his level right now and about to take off but that's years into his uh, major league career maybe they take an extra step in an extra beat with colston montgomery knowing that the team's not ready to win knowing that Colson montgomery is still relatively young in his major league career and his life so taking an extra 2024 maybe even not even having him as the 2025 starting shortstop is a good idea just to have him just earn it earn it a little extra and then also manipulation of his service time because you know Major League Baseball team's got to be themselves.
1: Well, I mean, to, you mentioned that. I mean, what I was going to say was, you're talking right now, oh, the, can you, this team, they rushed Andrew Vaughn, they rushed Oscar Colas. It wasn't long before that where the complaint from fans on social media was, how, why are they taking so long with Aloy Jimenez? Why are they taking so long with Luis Robert Jr.? Why are they taking so long with Kopech and Cease? I mean, there was a time where the complaint was, those, hey, the people pounding the table saying, those guys are ready, bring them here, bring them here. And now the complaint is those two guys, oh, oh my God, they rushed them so much, they, they didn't handle that right. Again, uh, it, there, there might be a larger trend of them not just hitting the arrow in the middle of the bullseye, which would probably be preferred, but the point being that I think the, 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 spot, the state of the team is dictating something to do with this as well. They brought Andrew Vaughn up because they thought he could help them win because they were ready to win. And I think next year, if you've got Tim Anderson, why does Colson Montgomery need to be here? If, you're, if this team is mostly coming back, what's the confidence level that you have in them winning next year? I'm not sure Colson Montgomery is the you know key to them jumping from where they are now to a playoff team.
0: I'm not trying to advocate for Colson to be on the 2024 team. And plus, you know, with – you know, possibly Tim on the roster, and obviously Elvis Andrews on the roster. Um, it's going to be a crowded shortstop
2: room. <laughs> Elvis <laughs> Andrews.
1: This was the Elvis Andrews uh, no, sequel he's, <laughs> season. He's coming back. There's no prequel oh, There's no threequel. Don't put that in the At-
2: air. Don't put in the atmosphere. It's going to happen if you put in the atmosphere. I'm not. I can't. I've I can't, already can't, seen I'm, it. I can't do it I'm, again. Why are you blaming me? I, I've already seen it. Herb. Oh, I, I would me. love. Vinny oh, I can't do it again. With the
0: precious access that you have. If you get the chance to talk to Chris Getz in the next week or so, ask him, hey, what do well, you think? Well, in the, uh, <laughs> the next week, they're in Detroit. Okay, well, next two weeks. Next, next week. Next, next week. Yeah, when, yeah. Next chance you get to talk to Chris sure. Getz. I would love, you know, I mean, hey, how, how many people are even going to be talking to Chris Getz now at this point? You mean four people are going to be showing up to Guarantee Rayfield, right? I mean, you're going to have the chance yeah. to throw four or five questions at Chris Getz. Would love one to be about Alvis and Andrews. Hey, Chris, what do you think about Elvis Roethlis returning in 2024?
2: Do you think that Chris is going to do the whole powwow with the beat riders before most home series? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, you know, to each their own
1: policy, I would imagine. I think that uh, Rick showed the benefit of that in, you know, maintaining a flow of information and maintaining a, uh, you know, we're not hiding anything from anybody, or we want the fans through the through the press to be informed. Um, I can say this, though, off of the experience of last year, after the or you know at, really after the All Star break, Rick Hans doing of that declined precipitously, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, we saw kind of the same thing happen this year, where early in the season he was on that schedule and and that was great, um, and then once we got to the run up to the trade deadline, it was kind of silence until the trade deadline when obviously he had to talk a lot because of all the moves that they made um, and then last year after the trade deadline I don't remember it being quite so regular so to speak so um, I don't know if, if Chris will do the same thing or not I think um, him being from within the organization he might have seen the benefit of that though and, and would would continue something similar
0: we'll see we might have to wait till the end of the season to ask him about Alvis Andres um, all right that's uh, what you want me to do please no
1: you want me to dedicate the limited time that I have that with the general manager too. It's to, like, El, to,
2: to asking if Elvis is going to be He's back. like, any questions? It's like, yeah, uh, Elvis Andres, <laughs> coming back next year? And he just ends the press conference and walks out. My, my dear friend Bruce Levine, <laughs> I wouldn't
0: be surprised if he used this first question to ask about Elvis Andres. He's a veteran. Come on. I mean, you got to pay respect to the veterans. Um, uh, hey, you know, is Elvis Andres going to be on the 2024 team? Yes. No. Why are you saying that? Just because he's been hitting well lately? Yeah, I mean, hey, since August for I, I was asking, and we were all asking around the trade deadline, why is he going to be on the team? And here he is in the past 25 games with a batting average above three seventy seven, an OPS above nine fifty. I mean, he's a, a second-half king. I mean, what I what, what's there not
2: to love? I mean, sign him in come on. August 2nd, 2024, then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they signed him like... The last,
0: like, two weeks of, uh, like, that it was a late signing, Elvis Andrews. Yeah. To, yeah. Of the offseason. Yeah. So, hey, I mean, oh, you mean this, year. this past offseason. Yeah.
1: They signed him after camp started, yeah.
0: Right, yeah. So, I mean, you know, hey, I mean, there's not going to be a rush for Elvis Andrews. You know, hey, let's see all those spots fill out, and he'll find his way back. I just got a feeling. I don't know. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll t- let you know about Yohan Moncada. He's definitely going to be back in 2023. Uh, Vinny, or 2024. Uh, Vinny talked about the uh, rotation in 2024. When we got a quote from uh, Pedro Grafaule, uh pregame about uh, who's going to be pitching Saturday. Uh, so we'll delve into that topic. Uh, make sure, again, you're hitting the thumbs up button if you're hanging out with us. Uh, and shout out to uh, the shirtless wonder. I don't know if he's watching. Like, maybe? Huh? Are those his
2: lights or is it above?
1: You, it's his lights our right there. lights are on. You can't see out. Those there. Those are his
2: lights. Yeah, with the uh, I think <laughs> like up there, he probably is waving at us, and oh, we can't see him. Oh, <laughs> um, well, he's got an Arizona house next spring training. Wait,
0: I mean, we could. We have PH and We have producers. I mean, already maybe he's in the already Phoenix going. Area. Area. He's gonna be in his hotel. But right, you know, but I mean, you, Sean. we could do the Airbnb. I mean, Vinny could stay with us at the shirtless, uh, shirtless you know, shirtless Wonder's house.
1: I camp. It, I camp out in the desert during spring training. You're you're doing Burning Man, your own <laughs> no, your, your own Burning Man Burning in the Man, no. in the Tempe. I was desert. trying to give an outdoorsy an outdoorsy vibe, not a <laughs> not a vision quest vibe. More of a
0: more of a a, a Bear
2: Grylls vibe.
1: Uh, yeah, not quite that. I'm Jesus. not going to be like eating my like catching lizards and
2: grilling them or anything the only like that. But pl- yeah, great time to stay out in Arizona during spring training. Do you
0: guys know that um, Jesus actually spent his time out in the, you know the 40 days in the desert? He was in Tempe. All right, whatever. It was a bad joke. Mm. Um, all right. Uh mm.
1: I was trying to think about that. Hmm. No, I yeah, I don't think I that. hope he went to El Pollo Supremo. That's a fantastic spot in know. Tempe.
2: I don't know if it was around. Um all right, let's tell you what I mean, I'm sure he can make his own El Pollo Supremo.
1: <laughs> he can turn water into El Pollo Supremo. Yeah.
2: I mean he's wasting wine, <laughs> w- wine and stuff. He could be eating tacos and burritos. <laughs> party fire. Pool party and a barbecue at a shirtless okay. guy's house in Springfield. Uh, yeah, and Steven's there is like, hey, yeah. can I come? Because he's a golfer, yeah, too. Yeah, I've,
1: I've been saying that in the background over here. You
2: guys are just leaving me out of this. I want to come. You got to bring the roadcaster with shirtless wonder just tanning out in the sun? It's going to be great.
0: There you go. All right, um, and you'll be drinking beer. Herb, what are you drinking? I am drinking a 312 from know. Goose ah. Island. Uh C-H-G-O supported it. by Goose Island <laughs> Beer Company. Chicago's beer since eighty eight.
2: <laughs> oh, you canned it? Yeah. There's a lot of waterfalls in this uh commercial break. There
1: are. I was really hoping for a ray and then goose consecutive oh. going from duck to goose. Could have said duck duck goose. Oh. So you need to, next good. ad break needs to be two rays and a goose island one. Let's Tomorrow. get the let's get the folks on that. So it could nah, literally be uh, duck duck goose. Friday show? We do want to show Friday? No, we no, don't. We don't. So Sunday, um, Sunday. Sunday show. Yeah. Ray,
0: Sunday show. Ray ray goose, duck duck goose. It's it's ray goose king of the game. Perfect. So it's so that, not so Duck, it Duck, Goose, be, it's Duck, Goose, Goose. Yeah, it should be go Duck, Goose, Horn because it's king of the game. And then Sir okay. Goosington can
2: return. And he's a goose, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, beer. Goose <laughs> Island Beer Company's beer roster includes Herb's uh, Finish 312. You could also get a full one to yourself that's uh, unopened and you could drink it. Uh, there's also the Beer Don't Hug Family. Shoulder. Uh, you got the hazy IPA. You got the neon IPA. You got the juicy IPA, and you even got the tropical IPA. There you go. Uh, you also have the uh, Oktoberfest because it's September.
1: That's when Oktoberfest is. It right? is over in uh, over in Germany.
2: Is it really? Yeah, it is. And yeah, this weekend too, I believe. It's going. There's it an Oktoberfest in the city. Probably multiple ones. They should really. You know, figure that out because it's October. I know, but I think they do it in September. I don't know the Why? history of it, but I, they do it in September. That's the correct thing to do. It's, also- a,
1: it's, it's like a season. It's a festival. You know, it stretches for time. Well, yeah, October Put your beer Fest, in a big okay. stein and yeah. Yeah. drink it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'd think it'd be like a month-long festival, though. It's, like, of, it's like, like a month of October. You know, it's festival. like when the people get excited about the pumpkin spice latte thing. That starts like now. The same thing with Oktoberfest. PSL uh, season
0: coincides with uh, Oktoberfest. Octoberfest? Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, and there's also the full pocket pills from our friends over at Goose Island. Grab an ultra fresh brew, exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap
2: room on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Alex says he's too high. Alex, if you are really too high, just uh, sniff some uh, peppercorns or bite it. You'll come on. You'll come down. Okay. Uh, you could do the the diehard thing where you. Uh,
0: Take your shoes off and uh, walk on the, the carpet with your bare knuckles and make fists with
2: your, uh, make fists with your toes. I know what you're talking about. Yes, but mm. that I mean, he's too high not to, like, like on weed. He's that's not, not that's on. Your P- thing. He's not on PCP. No, PCP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and PCPs on airplanes? Airplanes? <laughs> This is too much abbreviations. Yeah. This is just all, right. all
2: abbreviations. This has been the acronym <laughs> podcast.
1: There's He's no saying PSL. You're saying PCP. It's
2: all all so
1: many abbreviations.
2: I'm gonna drive FRV. home today on the on the DSL DSLD DSLD yeah, or DLSD. Desaba Lakeshore Drive. Sean, oh. who else are we sponsored by? <laughs>
0: Take on the sun with gear built to last. To Shady Rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium pr- shades at an affordable price? Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by loss and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they were back long after your purchase. You. Don't love your Shady Rays? You can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listener Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to shadyrays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself. The shades rated 5 stars by over 250,000 people. Final uh, uh, sponsor is our friends over at Game Time. Uh, Reading ads shouldn't be stressful, and neither should be buying tickets to your favorite events. Uh, So use our friends (laughs) over at Game time It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Go see Cake while they're in
1: town. Oh, those tickets are back up today.
0: Oh, boy. But they have killer deals on last-minute tickets, and their best price guarantee means you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. At the Cake Show, uh, at the Salt Shed. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So, hey, maybe buy your tickets now uh, if you're just getting floor tickets to Cake. Um, and then you could just wait to see someone
1: else get a, a price for lower. And then you could hit up Game Time. I th- I'm thinking of just think. I'm going with the last minute. I think I'm going to go with the last yeah. minute on Sunday. And Dri- driving home from here after the after the game and be like, oh, how much are they?
2: Or tomorrow, like Pro Jam's back in town. They had a concert the other day. They're going to have one tomorrow. Wait till the last minute. Get you some PJ tickets. There you go. Snagging tickets without the stress of game time. More Download the game time app. Herb. <laughs> I got another
0: one. It's more of a code, less of an acronym. Download the game time app. Create an account and use code CHGO for 20%, uh, twenty percent twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for twenty dollars off. Uh, download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guarantee Vinny got a brand new article up at all CHGO talking about uh, the 2024 pitching needs and uh, a little bit of cloudiness on who's going to be pitching for the White Sox this weekend an off day tomorrow join us at five yep five for our off day show Friday Mike Clevenger is going to pitch for the Sox Uh, but on Saturday It's TBD. Uh, ESPN lists Michael Kopech, but Daryl Van Scowen, who is in Kansas City, uh, notes uh, that uh, the starter is TBD uh, uh, for Saturday in Detroit. And what Pedro Graffal said on the topic was, we're still in the process of figuring out what we're going to do. Um, Why? That's going to stay internal. End quote. Um, Not a ton of insight to what the back and forth was. I don't know if Pedro's asking himself a rhetorical question. Why? that's going to stay internal, knowing that someone's going to ask him. But uh, what did you make of this back and forth, Vinny? Because uh, I, uh, you also brought up the quote that, um, you know, they're not thinking of moving Michael to the bullpen. Uh, so uh, what do you make of Pedro's playing his uh, cards close to his chest here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm at the moment it's just speculation. We're going to have to wait to see what actually happens on Saturday. You might get some insight on Friday when that series starts in Detroit. But um, – You know, I can't help but be reminded of the whole. We have no interest in experimenting with Jake Berger at second base. uh, (laughs) Only for, you know, you go down the road and there he is playing second base. Um, Who knows what is the best for Michael Kopech right now? What we have heard from Pedro is that there is a desire, obviously, for the team to get together with the player and try to figure out the mental side of this game right now. And and you know we can all tell it's very obvious that the emotional part of the game the mental side of the game is contributing to the frustration for for Michael Kopech on a pretty much every start basis at this point he's a guy who um you can tell is getting upset when things don't go his way early and very often this season things have not gone his way early um his emotions get the best of him, and he says after the game that he's frustrated. He told us the uh, the other day on Sunday after he only got five outs, he cannot begin to describe the frustration that he's dealing with with how poorly he's performed this season. When you're saying stuff like that, obviously you're being overwhelmed. We're not hearing that kind of thing from Dylan Cease. Disappointment and what the results are? Sure. But he's not talking about the overwhelming frustration that he's dealing with out on the mound that is contributing to what's going wrong for him this season. That has been the case with Kopech. And so Pedro was asked recently, is there any thought being given to, hey, why don't you just let this guy take a break? Why don't you just let this guy uh, you know, sit out? whether it's one go-round or the rest of the year at this point, it's not very long, you know. And they said, oh, we haven't had those discussions yet. We haven't thought about that. Maybe they've thought about it since, you know. And I'm not saying that it took a question from a reporter to make (laughs) them think about it, but perhaps it has gotten to the point where that is a consideration. Um, I don't – I certainly don't think that you would, like, make the switch of turning him into a bullpen pitcher with 20 games left. That doesn't seem – like a thing you would do. That being said, Pedro has been the one over and over again to say that this is the better time for evaluation than spring training would be. Is that a Would there be a thought to that versus throwing him into the fire on opening day next year if they were to go that way? I just can't help but look at what that rotation looks like for next year and say if they were going to take the step, which everybody has been asking for all season long, of putting him in the bullpen. Then you got four holes in the starting rotation that you've got to fill um, now, granted the argument there is that Michael Kopeck is not helping you by filling one of those spots right now, so sure um, there's a lot of questions to this there's a lot of questions to everything. I think you know the way I ended that that post from today was. Here's a list of all the questions that Chris Guest has to ask himself going into this offseason. What is Dylan Cease? What is Michael Kopech? Is Cease your top-of-the-rotation pitcher and you want to fill in behind him? Is Cease not performing well enough to have proof to you that he is the ace of this staff, and you need to go get somebody to put ahead of him at the top of the rotation? Do you still believe Michael Kopech can be a top-of-the-rotation pitcher? Or is you are you going to give take the pressure off him completely and put him at the back of the rotation next year? Or is – He's not a starting pitcher at all. There's so many questions that Chris Getz has to figure out an answer to, and can he? Are those questions answerable until you actually get to next season? What is Jerry Reinsdorf, as you brought out, going to allow him to do from a budget standpoint to go and address those problems? And to what degree are they going to address those problems? Um, the need right now for starting pitching on this team is, moving into 2024, is dire, in my opinion. There are at least three spots that you need to fill, and I don't think anybody from the minor league system has shown that they're going to be ready to take that baton on opening day. Uh, certainly, Davis Martin is not from a recovery standpoint, and even the guys that they just promoted to Triple A, Christian Mayna, Nick Nastrini, not exactly like they were blowing guys away at AA. Uh, and also, are they going to have enough – time at AAA under their belts that they get a shot at this in spring training uh to me Tuki toussaint though he was very good today and jesse schultons uh who was not very good the other day when they lost 12 to 1 have not really impressed on a level that i would be confident in saying here's the ball go make 32 starts mm-hmm. next year so um it is a uh problem area to say the least um and i don't know I mean, and there is, and I don't know how it's going to be fixed. I don't know how it's going to be addressed. Uh, Michael Kopech, the story, obviously, for his 2023 has been a bad one. It's not yet over because now we have this situation that might be looming this weekend that would see another sentence thrown to, thrown onto the end of it.
2: I would just explore all options with Michael Kopech, including maybe trading him away. If you can get a starter that is major league ready, Some team has to look at Michael Kopech and say, he's got it. He's got all the things that we need, but the mental is off. We can get him in our building and we can get him fixed. The White Sox are just not doing this, that, and the other the correct way. I would say that you just have to do something else that you've been doing with him. And he has to do, like the whole thing where Chris Getz said they're going to be checking on dudes to make sure they're doing their offseason program, like have constant, Pressure, not pressure, just constant checkups with Michael. Hey, man, are you doing this, that, and the other right? We need you to be mentally focused because we know your pitches are fine. You could develop another pitch. Got it. But right now, your problem is getting through the games. And as Vinny just said, like the, like he's admitting that he's over overwhelmed in these starts. Five walks in an inning in what a third. That's unsustainable. You can't have that. And if he's saying and he's admitting that he's already overwhelmed, we could already see that on the on the field. But him saying that and verbalizing that to the, the press tells me that maybe this is too much. Maybe a, a fresh start for him might be the spot. It's going to be hard to trade uh, Michael Kopech because ERA is up there by six. But he has a live arm that people are salivating over. And maybe somebody out there can say, I want that guy here in our building. We'll give you this guy who is a triple-A guy, maybe ready for a start, uh, starting rotation role. Because next year, even if Michael Kopech comes back, like Vinny said, that's three and a half spots you have to fill because he barely goes five innings every every time he goes out there. So you need to go with the bullpen anyway. So he might be more of a detriment than actually helping the team next year. So, it might be it for Michael Kopech for me if I'm Chris Co- uh, Chris uh, gets to see him pitching the way he has and not knowing a solution for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine if
0: Kopech's their fifth starter and they they give it a shot in 2024. But I think the biggest question out of the ones that you listed. Um... Is just how much are they going to be allowed to spend? Because if it's not a a legit number, it doesn't matter if Kopech's their second pitcher. It doesn't matter if he's their fifth pitcher because they're not going to have good enough people in that building, regardless if they don't go out and spend money. Like if they don't go and get Aaron Nola or whoever, like they're they're just not going to
1: have enough legit MLB arms to be taken seriously. Right. I mean, you said good enough. Like I'm I'm just not even seeing anybody who can actually do that job right now. That is going to be on the team. Next year, that you know is going to be on the team next. Year. There's not even a Jordan yeah. Lyles uh, out there who's With like eating innings. Yeah. Sure, but right, like that. To your point, like that's that's a guy who you, you can get. You're not going to get the numbers, but you, you're he's reliable that he's going to go make the start, right? I mean, hey, the last guy to make 200 innings uh, for the White Sox in a single season was James Shields. the numbers weren't pretty, but he went out there every single day. Eight and those a, innings and a great uh, nickname too. What was it? Wago G.
2: Ah, uh, Wagle G. Great big game. Big, Wago big. Grande. Big game. Okay, I yeah. got gotcha.
1: you. Um.
0: Some names that you mentioned, uh, Vinny, bringing up uh, for 2024. Uh, Nick Nastrini uh, didn't have a great start. He had his first start in Charlotte today. I think he walked five. Not great. But his first AAA start, he struck out nine. Um, so that's pretty decent. Uh, Nestrini, I know, is a little bit more advanced than Christian Mena, who's also in AAA now. Um, but this is from Foolish Bailey. Um, he did some stat line scouting for some minor leaguers. And this was 20-year-olds in AA uh, with 100 or more strikeouts in a, a double-A season. Uh, Gio Gonzalez had the most as a 20-year-old in 2006. Chris Tillman second uh, in 2008. Uh, Gio had 166. Tillman had 154. Uh, Phil Hughes in 2006 These had 138. These are <laughs> Bring me back. <laughs> and uh, with 136th in fourth place, Christian Mena. Um, so all those guys are actual names, dudes. Uh, so, I mean, Christian Mayna, while he is very young... Uh, is very raw he's twenty years old pitching in triple a like i mean he he is knocking on the doorstep and you know he is just one more step from possibly being in the white sox rotation so uh, i mean there's some intrigue i would say in those two arms so we 'll see what mena and and uh nastrini can do but I mean, here 's if if, here's, if either of those guys are taking up a rotation spot to start the season troubles, in twenty twenty four troubles they're screwed
1: right that's what I was just gonna say. Is like if you put if you say one of those guys, you're penciling one of those guys in to start 30 games for you. Are you winning the AL Central? No. no. And like I mean, we can. Look and at they that- could be great. Who knows? Right. But I'm just saying, like that from a from a from a dependability reliability standpoint to set yourself up for for to do what you want to do in 2024. They could be great, but they don't offer any of the, any reliability at all. And I think we could look at the
0: other side of town right now and just see what Javier Assad and Jordan Wicks have done for the Cubs. Uh, their s- numbers as starters this season, 56 and two-thirds, 47 hits allowed, uh, 16 walks, 14 earned runs, 43 Ks, uh, 222 ERA. Uh, those guys were homegrown arms uh, that have kind of come up through the middle of the season and started starting games. Late in the year, um, after Drew Smiley, who you know again signed to be a guy who can get you through April and uh, uh, May, like he did his job, and then those guys did the the rest. Right. So maybe Nestrini and Maina can be your Assad and Wicks, um, but you got to get somebody to again uh, be a, a legit starter. Um, final thing I wanted to bring up was Yoan Moncada. Uh, Yo Yo hit a homer today, and he's been on fire uh, in the past couple of games. Uh, Moncada. And I think the most intriguing thing uh, is actually a better right-handed hitter uh, this year. Moncada, um, since um, since August 9th, um, has an OPS above 950. Um, it seems like the back is doing a little bit better. Um, and I just wanted to point out the run value, uh, batter run value, BRV, um, for Mankata as a right-handed hitter. Um, you could see in 2019, we all remember 2019 burf. was a great year for uh, <laughs> Yohan Mankata, a 6.6 uh, batter run value as a right-handed hitter. Uh, in 2023, he's above one and hit a homer today, so uh, that run value is going to be uh, positive uh, with today's performance. Uh, and you could see in 2021, 2022, and 2020, uh, it was a negative burv uh, for Mankata. Uh His career uh, numbers as a righty uh, as a right-handed bat, uh, hitter uh, is uh, what a 712 OPS not great um but he's a better right-handed hitter this year um, now his OPS is above 712 uh in 2023 so I mean maybe if there's any sign for you on Mancada it's that you know we, we know he could be such a good left-handed hitter and we really haven't seen that that right-handed uh, prowess since 2019 seems like maybe that's back for you Maybe his back's feeling better. I don't. That's what it is.
1: I mean, not only did he explain that to us fairly recently, but I mean, all you got to do is just think back of this guy's history since that 2019 season. He's just been dogged by injuries, pretty much constantly. Um, Whether it was the whether it was the COVID, whether it was kind of just the the consistent, you know, parade of baseball injuries. Right? Ooh, my back. Ooh, my oblique. Ooh, my you know whatever. Uh, this guy was never healthy enough to, to compete the way that he wanted to compete. And then this year, the back has basically been there the entire time. Uh, he's finally feeling like himself, and it probably should be no surprise that he's hitting more like he thinks he can hit. Um, it's a small sample size, uh, obviously, but, um, again, stay healthy. I mean, that's really been the, the storyline of the last few years for the White Sox. These guys stay healthy, they look pretty impressive. When these guys don't stay healthy, they very much don't.
2: Bring his own pillow on the road. Bring his own bed, bed on the road. Something. <laughs> so keep his back all good because, golly, if, if this is the guy can turn this from this year to 2024, will we be making $24 million? God bless. That will lift the White Sox up because we know this defense plays. But if he can hit right-handed like this, we know the lefty power has been there that will be good for the White Sox especially if he's like the number 2 hitter which he should be cuz he gets on base usually when his back's good and it'll strike some fear into these hit uh, these pitchers if you got Yoan Moncada hitting behind a rejuvenated Tim Anderson and then in front of a great Luis Robert Jr. You seem tired, though, so let's wrap
0: this. Uh, That's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox Postgame Show. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Make sure you're hitting the uh, thumbs up button. Uh, We appreciate everyone hanging with us. Uh, Maybe it is just a mirage for Moncada, but it would be great if we saw Yo Yo bounce back. Um, It'd be great if we saw, you know, Alvis Andrews on this team in 2024.
1: If you saw Yo Yo bounce back, did you do that on
0: purpose? No. Because Yo Yo's do that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walking the dog. Join us more. Uh, (laughs) Cat's Cradle. Can you guys. Yo, can you guys bring a yo-yo tomorrow? We got an off day show at I don't, at, own, I a, I don't own a yo-yo. I, I, I think it's worth that. it. We could we could devote five minutes to us trying to do yo-yo tricks. Um, join us at five p.m. when we do yo-yo tricks tomorrow. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow. We got him a whole at o- Vinny Duber. off
1: season to fill, Sean. I don't know if we want to bust out the burn yo-yo that yet tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Uh, that's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. That's uh, Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Akronball twenty three. He's a skipper. White Sox community leader. What? We do skip
2: it tomorrow. Well, I could do skip it. Okay.
0: I'm 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 an agile, and uh, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing the show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.